Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian, writer, and human being, Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of very special guests posed to questions that need to be asked. We're talking everything from... Do we still need watches? What the point in watches? Right. I don't know. Well, I guess some of them accrue value, like Swiss watches. Sure, but I've got the time on every other possible instant like computer, phone. I just don't need a watch, do I really? I don't. I mean, I've I've not done very well historically in watches. I can't really read quartz as well. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, it's supposed to be a nice indicator of success is having, like, a Swiss watch that accrues value. Right. But then people be like, oh, Dane, nice Rolex. What's the time? And I'd be like, this. Time to get money because I can't really read it very well. Because I told myself to tell time right. when I was very young, right. and I just sat in front of. We had a VCR with a digital display. Oh yeah! So I sat in front of it for an hour, and then was able to work out the base sixty, which is actually an arbitrary measure of time. Really, it's just an approximation because there's no real way of measuring the existence of time. Interesting insight into your childhood. Yeah, you know, I like my own company. So we ask all the questions. It's the, the point. We ask all the questions. We ask all the questions. And if you're enjoying listening to the questions that we ask, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. On today's show, our esteemed guest is a technology journalist, broadcaster, and presenter. At the beginning of 2017, she joined the Gadget Show's new presenting lineup and has spent the past three years testing and reporting on the latest consumer technology for the Channel 5 show. She's also reported for all of the major UK broadcasters, including BBC and ITV, and also co-hosts Formula E coverage on BT Sport. She also works alongside organisations promoting women working in technology to make the digital world as safe and inclusive as possible. It's the geeky but great Georgie Barrett. I like that. Geeky but great. That you could like be my... Ta- and it was all the G's as well. Exactly. So alliteration. Good alliteration, yeah. Well done. Well done. Thanks very much. For that. That I get a lot of praise for my uh, biogs. Yeah. I'm getting up, really, really upping the game. Oh, you're lay- laying claim to that, aren't you? I write those and, uh, well, I adapt them from people's biogs. And that's why you're now 3G. Actual 3G. 3G. You could try it. Uh, Hello, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. In nerd them, Georgie. Yeah. Is there like a hierarchy? Are geeks more respected than nerds, more Mm. respected than dorks? Yes, I'm sure there is. I mean, like, super geek. But I think geeks generally have got cooler. Don't you think over yeah. the like the sort of the past maybe five? Oh, five? longer. I'd oh, say the think... last. I think. I think the internet. I think the last ten years. The internet. Been a real... The internet. Was I think. So I think for the. I only see, see since. And about... that's how real. That's how our real geek speaks, audience. <laughs> the internet. That was so nineties. <laughs> very very geeky. We're just testing you. That's very good. Very, the, very good. I think. Okay. I, I I reference geek being accepted since um, the beginning of the Big Bang Theory TV show. Yes, I think, I think that's quite good. And the idea that that would have existed. That? I reckon that's early noughties, which is why yeah. I'm saying, yeah. I think that's how long people have been geeky. On official level, the geeky. But yeah. they're, they're not true geeks. But to have major geek characters on a mainstream show joking about Star Trek, 
meant something changed. True. I, I, I think everyone likes to sort of be part of a clique now as well, don't yeah. they? I think that's maybe social media's brought that about a lot more. Politics exactly. Thing, so it? people want people want to lay claim to stuff and be like, oh, that's what I'm really into. Mm. And if you don't have that, then it's 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 quite a lonely world. You're like, oh, uh, well, uh, who are my tribe? Who exactly. am I meant to be and hanging and out like, with? And because the uh, indicators of your association are so much easier now, because you just need mm. to buy the kit, the starter kit. I think it's a lot easier for people to associate or identify with certain. Uh, and, and also things. you have to choose, don't you? Like you have to genuinely <laughs> choose who to follow on Twitter or, or Instagram. <laughs> Maybe AI could do it for you. Maybe they do it already. Um, I mean, you know, I was wondering just the level of geek we're dealing with here because I don't know if we have to go to Defcon Geek. I just wanted to ask real quick before we get into the real questions, Georgie. Yeah. Kirk, Picard or Janeway? Kirk. Mm. It was a trick question. If you know who those people are, you're a massive geek. So well done. Well done. Picard, every day, man. Every day it's Picard. Is it? For me. I mean... You're going to let him sit there and say that? Next Generation was the best of the Star Trek shows, in my opinion. And Picard, I mean, you know, he's incredible, Patrick Stewart. Have you seen the last Star Wars movie? No, Star Wars, Star, Star Trek. Star Wars, I'm Star Wars. About. Uh, I thought yes. that was phenomenal. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Star, the new Star did Wars. You not, yeah, did you not like it? I loved it. Mm. Yeah, I thought. I just finished watching The Mandalorian as okay, well. Okay, I haven't seen that. People are saying it's good. It's really good. Okay, on my watch list. The thing is, I'll, I'm not going to give any plot spoilers, right? But my thing is, it's like, you know, there's a lot of Star Wars based spin offs. Like, I remember the Ewoks and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. Me personally, if I don't see a laser sword. You're not, you're not interested. Not interested. Count I mean, you I know out. It's Count you out. So, yeah, mm. but like, and The Mandalorian, I was like, I mean, this is real good, but I'm going to need to see a laser sword otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go above a four. Easily, please. But let's put it this way. Not to give the plot away, I wasn't disappointed. Ooh. Ooh. Laser sword. That's right, nerds. I know, your, I know your stuff. It's time for a question. It is indeed time for a question. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Georgie. Uh, so uh, the way the show works is that we invite you as our esteemed guest uh, to have the floor to ask us the first question, uh, which we will discuss uh, for about 15 minutes and some change. And Ooh. then Howard here, mm. uh, the uh, closet geek who rides a bike with his helmet and has prescription glasses and does not care about there's no closet doesn't um, care about style yeah he's out there way out there he is way out there mm. uh, we'll also ask a question which we'll discuss 50 minutes and finally we will dovetail the whole lovely conversation and I'll ask a question to you and then we'll discuss nice and then everybody go home have a good time lovely I'm up for it. So over to you. Over to you. Okay, so I'm really interested in like how technology is shaping us socially and culturally mm-hmm. and how it's going to impact the workplace, all those things. So looking towards the future, do you think a robot could ever take your job? Ooh. And this is a good one for you guys and, and me as well because we work in like the creative industries and actually that's mm. something that is quite notoriously hard for AI to do something like that. Well, that's true. And, and, it, and it's... And it's worth flagging up just how many jobs are going to be under threat or evolution. You know, society will evolve in some way where those jobs don't really feel like jobs and the people who used to have those jobs are recompensed in some way or another. Yeah. So that, there may be other. But there are so many jobs, like truckers. Yeah, massive. I mean, I mean, anyone who transports I just, I just goods sh- or things are going to be out of a well, job. Like, because you said robots, like okay, yeah, AI. It can be, yeah, it can I be a, an amount of technology. Because I might robot, I might be fine with, but if it's a replicant or an android, cyborg, a deep fake that you deep controlled, fake, right? a deep fake, a, a conversational interface. Because that you know, you could you could have you could have a piece of AI 
giving you. I just wanted to put it out of you because you said robot. Now <laughs> got to. <laughs> no, it can be. It can be any any form of of, of sort of AI and, and, and robots. But they're, they're, a combo of them. They're, they're, it's already kind of started to happen, and I, and I kind of wonder at times, like I don't go to fast food restaurants that often, <coughs> but if it was all automated, would it make any difference to me? Yeah, well, I mean, Probably even just not. down to a self-checkout, you start to be like, actually, do I really want to interact? Mm. I sometimes get Ubers and you, I can sit in the car and I really don't interact with the yeah, driver at yeah, yeah. all. Me too. And you think, oh, gosh, OK, like when it, when it gets to the point where self-driving cars are a thing, I mean, it wouldn't be completely weird when, when mm. that person's taken out. I was actually over in Vegas at the start of the year and they are starting... Just dropping that in, but... Oh, me, you know, <laughs> yeah. over in Vegas. Uh, That's the why C- they have the nerd C- conventions. CES, yeah, CES takes place yeah, every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, there every January. If you and like nerdy stuff or porn or comic books, then <laughs> Vegas is Vegas supposed is to be in January. January. <laughs> Actually, the porn convention used to go on at the same time at CES. Really? And um, one of my friends has a story where she got she got dropped off at the wrong hall once, and she's like, "What has happened to CES? This is the weirdest <laughs> hall I've ever yeah. been to." This is a weird controller. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I both agree. We'd like to see the video to that story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, different uh, different uh, explanation for joystick in that in that building. <laughs> Anyway, sex tech is quite a big, quite a big category. We don't cover that so much on the gadget right, show, though. Right, right. That's Not sort of, the you current know, gadget show. No, mm. we can have a, a post watershed gadget show. There should be a post watershed gadget show because this is why, Georgie. Like in terms of like you know, AI replacing people's jobs. I believe once they're able to merge like sex toys and love honey, get bought by Apple. So then, not only do you have a vibrator, but it's like got Siri. Or Alexa, and they can they can whisper sweet nothings to you. What you need a man for, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I guess you know. And then it could be like, but then you, it might be like, well, but and a man be like, but your vibrator can't fix a mm. light bulb. And it's like, fine, Alexa, Dick, can you call an electrician, please, <laughs> right away? <laughs> Once we're done here, ah, right. so yeah, I, I think it's a great, it's a really good question because uh, normally. When the conversation, for example, about uh, industry and employment, especially when it's juxtaposed like immigration comes up, my rebuttal is always that however you feel that immigration policies are securing your work, there is still the inevitability of the fact that as automation and AI improves, the jobs that you're trying to get back are under threat anyway. So. And the thing, and what I find interesting is that like, we've obviously been through revolutions before where we were like spinning cotton in in your home and then you're out in the factory doing that. And you sort of, you had, you could go from one like low skilled job to another. And I think AI and technology will create other jobs, mm-hmm. like you know, loads of other jobs. But to be that sort of low skilled worker who, you know, was a, a taxi driver or whatever, is like, you know, you can't then just suddenly retrain as a as a developer or maybe you could but like there would definitely be well, a sector a, of society taken, yeah. that is that is displaced so I think yeah I think you're absolutely right it, it's something that I think we'll, we'll see over the next sort of 10-15 years and have a massive uh, impact on people do, and I don't think yeah. people realise well, I mean, just like, how trains, many professions trains are the absolute like no offence to any train driver fans listening but like in, a, in an Uber you have a, a some semblance of a, of a, of a relationship with and you at least can see them. Whereas a train, the idea that there's a human at the front of it just feels like, well, it's, well, it's irrelevant. It's how much AI is involved in logistics as it is, like with like Amazon. I mean, mm. the, it's the 
the, the digital implementation is what makes it such an yeah and, and that, so that's what AI is going to be amazing for is that it'll be able to sort of surface like relevant information for you especially as we like create more and more data and we want to sort of search stuff online yeah. you know even finding love like that you know it'll be a piece of AI that then links you up I mean shit will still go wrong Georgie let's I mean, not that's, that's already <laughs> yeah. beginning but see this is the thing as well is that it's also having to look at this uh, phenomenon through the lens of capitalism as well mm. because you know if we're talking about people taking jobs, most of the time when we discuss the idea of people losing jobs and employment opportunities, there's a there's the semantics of it and also the morality of like people not having a livelihood. But by the I same know, token, what, it's like you can't really apply it because it's like, why is someone going to give you a job for the sake of the integrity of having a place to work when AI doesn't need any sleep or needs to take a day off because it's Christmas or see their dying grandmother? They don't give a shit. So... There's no reason maximize profits, but I but I think ultimately with that we will have to think a lot more about what makes us tick as humans because if let's say we can just get rid of you know loads and loads of jobs, I mean, what, what are we going to do spending our days? So it's going to be so unfulfilling, isn't have it? It's going to be the worst thing ever. Have you heard of Andrew Yang, who yes. is a guy who's not going to win the presidency uh, in America? Democratic candidate, Democratic right? candidate, yeah. whose theory is. Uh, <coughs> Uh, UBI, which is Universal Basic Income, which mm. I don't know if you heard about. Yeah. So this idea where you could get a thousand pound every month, no matter what, no strings attached, as long as you spend it, basically in your community or wherever you live, or so that idea so, could begin part of what we're talking about, which is the idea that why are you getting money for purely for what you do for a job? Well, this is the thing. I feel like it's uh, a good uh, question, I guess, philosophically about if we don't have this large part, which is like profession, to provide fulfillment. I think that may be a good thing. It may that might. You think be, that'll be a good thing? I think it might be the springboard for evolution because you know maybe we need to accept that we're not defined by our work. I say that because when you do have a job, you know, there's other than profession, there's not really a massive attachment to you. I always try and say to people, one of the big. Uh, motivations for me pursuing uh, my creative endeavours is because I've never been to a sales floor and seen a statue in there. There's never been that that target that you hit where everyone's like, you know what, here's a gold star. Mm. You don't need to come back. No one saw that coming. Within the phrase of capitalism, if you can make 50 grand, well, next year, why can't you make 55? Yeah. That's the mentality we have. And I feel like, you know, that a lot of human beings, a lot of the, the, the complex that we deal with exist because of the ennui and lack of fulfilment we already have from profession because there's, there's a lot of aspects of our prof- of jobs where <clears throat> you know they're done because we just need money there's, they're not necessarily fulfillment filling or they're not done for the sense of progression it's because you know this is a job where I can probably realise the minimum effort I need to put in and have the maximum capital gain and I think so something like universal income that would actually really that, that would free you from that cycle of just having to work for the sake but of, then we're of in a, money we're in such a privileged position the yeah. three of us because we all do things that we quite like yeah uh, generally uh, and um, obviously that's not the case for most people most people don't feel a passion burning desire about doing their job and I, I say most people I actually I actually would love someone to do a study on this I've, I haven't found any results on it but I did google this recently to try and find out just how many people don't give a fuck or don't really like their job yeah and I, I, I predicted 99% more I honestly think when yeah. you actually add up most people, even people like... I'd someone, say yeah, most people that are gainfully employed or employed have an employer, mm. I'd say, yeah. Take for, someone like a doctor or a lawyer, right? I reckon most doctors, as much as they have you know, some passion for their job, actually, if you said to them, could you have this money and not do the job? 
they wouldn't think fucking twice, particularly the way the NHS is treated. I'm not sure if they're necessarily the example because obviously uh, doctors take you, a hippo- Hippocratic oath. Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, there's, there's, there is a work. philosophical act, uh, part of their job. Mm. Law enforcement, however. Oh. The idea that... For example, because... You know, now you have well, number one and now also you have terms like social justice warrior mm. where the idea is that you want to perform acts of vigilantism at least verbally for like some kind of reward mm. but it's like but then if you're supposed to be elevating the police they're not doing this because they're volunteering yeah, yeah. they get paid to do so exactly so their effort is proportional to how much money they make so I feel like with our jobs I guess one of the, the boons of being a comic or just a creative is that I guess my whole drive is trying to take aspects of my humanity or my psychology and make crystallize that make it tangible so do you think audience. ai could be creative in that way or is I it think just it would by default take, not i think art itself is a big part of really the way we try and chronicle humanity so i don't necessarily think that ai can't create but it would have to uh <clears throat> the algorithm re- reach needed. a certain level of awareness mm. Yeah, the algorithm needed. So a certain level of awareness is required, I think, if you're AI. And obviously, and understanding their equivalent of their spirituality or their humanity or programming, however it manifests. I think that needs to be understood first before they have to get... Uh, and understand that complex, because you need that as a creative, whereby it's like comedy is referred to as tragedy plus timing. Mm. So I have to observe tragedy. Then the, uh, I guess, the pathology of rationalising mm. what I'm experiencing then taking that to make it uh, that concept tangible to you yep. and then do that in a way where it's like I'm also trying to endear myself to you so then it's that with the idea of rapport building mm. and so there's several like psychological disciplines yep. you're performing like I guess computations yep. so many at the same time I think it will take a and very long time. We have to evolved to like like fellow humans, haven't we? Mm. I think I think that's the big thing when it comes to you know like enjoying comedy or going yeah. to see sort of live performance. Like we have a sort of innate ability. We're social, to, a social species. Exactly, yeah. we're a social species. And yeah. I think it would really, really sort of not work if. But yeah, if for a species was... that doesn't require interaction, or yeah, interaction in the same way we do. Because like a human being, if you if it doesn't experience like touch or experience any kind of uh, stimulus, then you dying as a child yeah 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 ai is not dependent on that because it can operate independently so it works more like a heart than a brain however in the case of your comedy i i completely agree with you in the case of some less imaginative comedy where you know let's just say for example almost all of the material is about um problems with uh domestic households or domestic household items or speech reporting when they go the funniest thing happened the funniest thing ever happened to me which is like NLP. Mm. The funniest thing happened to me is like, well, we'll be the judge of that. And they go, and then he said, and then the other guy said, and it's like, well, if this is what happened and they were the funny ones, why, don't, why are we listening to you? <laughs> but they are trying to get like, you know, like Alexa is not mm. particularly funny, but they're trying no, to inject no, a lot not. more like personality. So, so that they're employing a lot more creatives to be part of that process and and make her, make them all lols. Well, do you feel under once threat? I, once I develop a sexer, then Alexa will be obsolete. <laughs> do, you, do you feel personally under threat from AI, Georgie? I mean, on, on, on the gadget show, it would be a good place to it start. It would a, be a good place. An AI, an AI presenter. I mean, so there was, you, we, there could, is we, could, we could, we, we don't need, definitely know you're human. Uh, yeah, right I now. may not be. Yeah, this could not, be, this could be the gadget show's latest, the, it, you know, stunt. See if I could it, fool it, you guys. What's the, what's the test called again from Blade Runner? Uh, yeah. Fun, fun, I don't know what you mean. Fun, we can, we have, we're not going to be able to do that test anyway. No. <laughs> 
But, but you yeah. must, you know. Can... So there is. So um, I have come across a clip online where the Chinese have like created a sort of virtual avatar news reporter who mm. can put together little like packages mm-hmm. just completely on their own. So yeah, and actually AI is starting to be used um, for like cutting together sports packages. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is not using a presenter, but to sort of have that creative input of, of when it's just picking out the highlights and putting it together really quickly, mm. starting to be used for that. Um, but I think ultimately people like fellow humans. They I'm like, not, they, I don't they, think that will like go. They like interaction. Yeah, they agree. like interaction. Uh, where I do think like a lot of jobs will go is um, they, they call it the three Ds of work, which is like dull work, dirty work and dangerous work. And like yeah. anything that's repetitive yeah. and like AI can learn, that will go quite quickly. Mm. The more creative stuff, I think we will want to, I think, I think it will actually hold more value like because it's done by a human and has that human yeah, yeah. edge to it well, and I mean, roughness. Arguably, you know? that's all, we already exist in that state anyway. And hmm. there are some, I mean, because, you know, even though a LCD TV is a marvel of technology, it's the pictures that don't move that are worth 10 or 100 times more. Well, then you haven't seen an AK TV. How much, I tell is, you, how much I, is AK TV? Um, I don't know. They're not really on sale at the moment. They're just at CES all the time. I mean, they're, uh, they're expensive. They are they are ridiculous. Like, it actually really does look like you're looking at... Oh, no, I, I don't doubt it. What, it what yeah, I'm saying right. is that it, it's it's still going to cost you, like, a oh, yeah, f- 14 yeah, million for Pablo Picasso's um, sketchbook. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, I think, because I, I think, like I said, it's, it's that appeal where of humanity as a social species. There's always that yearning. In the same way that, like, you know, streaming platforms work very well, but radio is still successful because you want your music interspersed with personality yeah, yeah, yeah. or someone maybe that commenting like or referencing the nostalgia. Like, yeah. Which is really. why, like, you know, as popular as, like, streaming services have become, now from that you have podcasts because yeah. people want to be involved in a conversation, even from a voyeuristic perspective because, you know, there's just that sense of being able to define yourself by seeing other aspects of humanity interact. Like I said, because we all have that biological need for belonging, I guess. And if you think about, like, you know, these technologies have been around for 10 years, and if you look at the whole of the evolution of humanity, this is a tiny, tiny little drop in the ocean. And, yeah, mm. so, like, like, like fire, right? When fire came out, you know, still warm cooks your food for you, but can also burn down houses and destroy bushes. So, but it's taken us a long time to work out, you know, since Prometheus bought it, the good and bad that come mm. with fire. And it's like, I think with social media and technology, it's not been around enough, long enough for us to know how it's going to affect us. Yeah. And I, I, I think, think social media for sure, you know, I would, I always sort of think like, uh, like my generation is like the guinea pig generation because there were just no boundaries that were put in around it or it, you just sort of yeah. were given the it. Wild West. It's, it's the it Wild is West. the Wild West. It's, and, it's, like, it's like TV without Ofcom. <laughs> oh my and god! Pub- and public I access. can't imagine that. And public it's access. Yeah, it's insane. Right it's 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 um, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about artificial intelligence is that it's it's. Uh, I look at it like, and I'm not a philosopher, but it's, you know, it's like God makes man, and a man destroys God. And I feel like we've made AI. This is our creation of a whole new life form. Hmm. And with social media, it. We, you know, when we used to think like the end of humanity would be like Terminator Two Judgment Day, mm. when really like it doesn't really have to lift a finger because human beings, obviously, we're supposed to be made in God's image, depending on what you believe. Now, obviously, the, like I said before, the key points of that being all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, right? Which is something you're able to do with social media. That doesn't necessarily work well for the human mind. Hmm. Like you probably go through your life a lot easier 
not knowing what everyone thinks about you based on what you say. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have been a lot happier being oblivious to that fact. In the same way that, like, there's so much uh, tragedy we can consume with our emotional currency, but you spend enough time on social media, and because of algorithms, if you've tagged something with a hashtag or a tragedy, then that algorithm will start suggesting these stories to you. So now you're waking yeah. up to, like, oh, this is... And it's like that potent formula of, like, completely adapted to what you find interesting, and that may not be, like, for your overall well-being, yeah. but it's something that you're like, oh, I want to click on that more and, and watch mm. that more. Look, Georgie, you just need to be honest with us here. Yeah? Are we going to be like in the film Wally? <laughs> what in the future? Yeah, on a spaceship when they're just all overweight and don't move because technology makes them go everywhere. They just drink smoothies. I mean, I think we're slightly there already, don't you? Yeah, I do. I just want to hear it from somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) But no one listens when I say it. It was a good question. I like that question. It's a really good question. AI has come up a couple of times, but not in that specific way. No. Um, But I I don't think I'm going to be replaced by a robot because um, not everyone can come up with TV show ideas. But actually, there is an algorithm for some TV yeah, shows that you could. So maybe I will get replaced. You say that, but like, it's when it's when I think it's when it gets to the point where it can like um, combine big data, so it can like sift mm. through stuff and pick up trends where you just wouldn't you wouldn't be able to to, mm. to touch upon. And you're like, oh, that'd be a clever. Combo. I mean, I think cookies are scary enough as it is. When they're just like, well, this is a piece of code that's going to monitor all of your browsing activity, so we can work out an algorithm for what you enjoy. And you go, oh, that sounds kind of invasive. And then they go, hey, you like cookies? Cookies, yeah, I want some cookies. I accept your cookies. Cookies are nice. Evilly named. Evilly names. Cookies are very evilly names. Mm. I, I like, quite like the name of it. That's what why it's yeah, evil. Yeah, accepting them all day. That's why it's evil because you're like, oh, I like cookies, but they're also tasty. And they're also tasty, but then they get taste for who you are, and every single taste bud <laughs> on your tongue has now been digitally mapped. Now we know exactly who you are. Do you like what you really like, or have you been told to like it, Georgie? We'll never echo know. chamber, echo chamber. Well, exactly. Well, in the meantime, I'm still working on merging AI with sex toys. I'm going to become a scobillionaire. Yeah, I think you're onto something. Yeah, probably, yeah. Already, probably already started. Yeah, yeah. So, what I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Like that went very highbrow to very low. Uh, I was going to say, really, yeah, you really brought the tone down there. <laughs> yeah, you know, debate. Alienate some of the audience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's time for my question. I think when I hear Dave making jokes like that, it's probably time for my. Yeah, it's fair. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, Georgie, I assume you've played a computer game in your life. Uh, you know what? I'm 
Well, I'm not massively into games. Oh, right. Well, fuck. This is fuck then already. <laughs> not this is already fuck. I know. I've never, I've never really been into games. Apologies. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But you have some education about the world of computer gaming, I assume. Yes, I do. I do. I do. You, you must do. Otherwise, how have you pulled off that job for the last couple <laughs> of years? That's what I'm saying. You I'm know, not a gaming reporter. Oh, wait, we're going to try again. You pretend that we're talking about your CV. George, you know a little bit about games, don't you? Yes. I have got I have got a VR world record for playing Minecraft for the longest. Wow. That's my that's my. How long? That's uh, nearly 27 hours. What the fuck? I know. What? <laughs> what is wrong very, with you? You've been very, out geeks, Howard Cohen. Wow. It was very, very long and quite painful. Right. My question was going to be this, and I'm going to throw it open to everyone, including the internet, which is, what will go down as the greatest games console of all time? And I think about that because... I think it's changed significantly in the generation that is my nephews, who are kind of 15 now. You kind of look at what game consoles mean to them, and it's basically this portal to anything they want, right? You can have your streaming services on it, internet. You can play with anyone in the world. These games have huge scale, like Fortnite or Minecraft. You know, you, Grand Theft, Grand Theft. Uh, Sandbox. The uh, scale of it, but even just FIFA. Like FIFA, think, think of what FIFA or football games were when, 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 when I was younger. The scale of these games now is just incredible. So I feel like these consoles right now, they probably wouldn't go down as the greatest of all time because they just reached like such a pinnacle of what they're capable of. So I think when you look back over history, what would you say was the greatest, the most important games console of all time? The most, ah, that's a good point. That's a great way of phrasing it's it. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, I don't know, and you one. said that you like some computer games, you did, uh, are not massively uh, obsessed with them, but you must have encountered them, as I'm sure, in your youth at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved the Nintendo growing up. Right, um, this is the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo Entertainment System, the original. Uh, Super Nintendo. Right, very important difference. Uh, apologies. Not the apologies. Nintendo 64. <laughs> I, was, I was about to go crazy. Yeah, not, yeah. Why, not, were you, why were you about to go crazy? Because you have to make that distinction between the <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System, which mm. British people mm. call the NES. Yeah. I did a podcast and I was talking about it, someone was like, we call that a NES. So then I said Super Nintendo, we call that a SNES. Well, I left the country growing up. Yeah, good point. Mm. So I didn't stay in the same place my whole life. And I'm the first person in this country to have a Nintendo Entertainment System. I said it. Mm. No facts, but... No, no facts. Just conviction in what I say. But, which, which works these days. So you were sucked into the Super Nintendo Entertainment System by what game? Ooh, Mario? Yeah, Mario. Bomberman? Bom- Bomberman was a big one for me. <laughs> <laughs> which game do you like? She's like, yeah, that's the one. Right. I'm going to be controversial here. Yeah. And I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm accosting my guest today. Why? Are, were you the one of those people that had the joypad and you try and lift it up so that Mario would jump higher? <laughs> well, no, I did also have a dance mat as well. Yeah. And uh, that, was, that was something else. Nice. I'm not sure if that would not quite, with a Super Nintendo. I, I'm not no. sure if that would quite go down as the uh, the greatest game console. Not with a Super exists. Nintendo. That must be with a PlayStation, right, Dane? Or <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, dance the dance pads weren't around. Who, who knows? I was never allowed to have a 16-bit console. Right. Because uh, I, yeah, my first console was a Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. And then the console was kind of kicked off. We and did. my mum is, how can I put this? Where the console was a concern, she's a pacifist. <laughs> so she was like, no, I'm not getting you that. But then the next one comes out and the next one. Mm. And it never stops. Well, she I was, was like, right, wasn't she? Was she? Because she continues to lease cars. Mm. <laughs> How about you? What would you say? Well, I, I, I think there's a couple that really stood out. 
But like, also, I, I kind of interested to you know, even if you weren't playing it a lot, were there people in your life who were just so obsessed with something <laughs> like a game? I think certain games caught on so heavily that yeah. you would argue that they were the most important consoles. Than, of, yeah, like, and 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 Goldeneye on the Nintendo sixty four seemed to like take over. I remember you could like shoot their hats off and that, you which was that off. was that was like the sort of pinnacle of sort of video game sophistication. Yeah, at the time, was it was I- incredible. There was an item of clothing that could actually be removed yeah. with your gun. Which is I mean, cool. I, I love that game. I became completely obsessed with that game. I not so much for me. Really? Yeah, because I never really had that much experience with Nintendo sixty fours because they're expensive. They were fucking you know, expensive. You know, sixty five quid a game. So I was going through. Mm. So. Um, although, just for the sake of uh, anyone thinking I need therapy, I now have an emulator, so I have all of these consoles in something that's the size of a phone. Yeah. Just wow. an HD cable and a power outlet, and I can play every single console. What, you plug it into your television? Phones. Yep, straight into the HD um, 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 port, and you're good to go. How often do you play it? Not very. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's the one <laughs> that's thing the you realise. It's very, very time. It's like 6,000 games. What do you want from me? Mm. And and uh, yeah, I don't need to play them all, but at least one or two now and again. I mean, I just put it. It's, it's one of these things where it's like it's, it's like the same reason I'd buy gin. It's not for me, but if somebody comes over, mm. they can help themselves. You always spend a lot of time thinking about those people, though, don't you think? Yeah, it's like why 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 am I always thinking about these imaginary people that are going to turn up to my well, house? And I don't know to why you do, Georgia, but I do because if I come around and my room is empty, it just looks like a sex dungeon. <laughs> what? If why I... is this the weird theme throughout this recording? What sex dungeons? Sex dungeon slash your, your, your sex toy AI. The sex toy thing if I, purely I, a business separate. purely that's a business separate. that's completely separate that's business okay now it's all about socialising I say that I, uh, I only say that because uh, um, I always like watching Love Honey adverts Oh, right. like, woman goes, Since we bought this toy, our sex life has really improved. And the guys go, go to the guys, they go to the guy's face, and he's like, "Yeah, it's really, really happy we made a decision together." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "That's fair." I've enough. never seen those adverts. I mean, Mario- <laughs> well, all right, Casanova, <laughs> too late for you. The deal is done. Mario Kart, that surely must have been another. Well, that, that, that's like a defining good, thing. Oh, yeah. But that was sort of all about group play, sat mm. together, wasn't yeah, exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. So, so the social aspect of it, which newer consoles kind of take away because obviously they have the, yeah, the, yeah. the just, internet capability. Yeah, you just sit separately. Yeah. So, yeah. We, what, what was the last console that registered for you as one that you would potentially buy? I was going to say, that being said, I'd say for me, it'd be the PlayStation 2. That I was the last I one had, you thought about buying? I think, well, no, I had one. Yeah. And I think that's the most significant one. Even though first the PlayStation One being mm. like thirty two bit, and it kind of took away from the duopoly that Sega and Nintendo had, mm. and then kind of opened up the market. But then because there were a lot of people that tried and failed, like you know yeah. Turbo Graphics sixteen, Panasonic three DO, Neo Geo's didn't fail, but to have a Neo Geo, you either have to be the Sultan Brunei's children, or yeah, nobody had one. Yeah, no one had one unless you were a millionaire. And then Atari Jaguar, mm. uh, not a lot else. Sixty four. I think Amiga. I mean, those are earlier, so like yeah, yeah. consoles, yeah, there weren't a lot. The barcode battler, I remember seeing that on the show where you just you do like a Pokemon kind of thing. Didn't mm, sell well. Nobody liked that. No one liked that. But yeah, I think the PlayStation was, for me, was the most significant console. A, because, like I said, it took away that duopoly. B, because it was Sony, which meant that for licensing, mm. it was open so that, that developers weren't like, you're just beholden to Nintendo or Sega so they could do whatever. And it was the joypad. Yeah, it's it was the a most unique joypad. One, 
and that and by the, and also because the PlayStation Two the came bits with at the, the back, wasn't it? But the PlayStation Two, the joypads came with uh, the DualShock, right? The analog as well. Yeah, and yeah. And again, just added to the whole ergonomic design of it, and I was just like, this has revolutionised gaming. Mm. Do you know the best-selling console? No. I, I, I'm, do you? Best-selling console of all time. Is it the first mm, PlayStation? I want to say. Um, I want to say it's the Wii, but I, I don't know if that. That's it, it's be up there, and that's the worst of the consoles. <laughs> You see, I like that one. That's the sort of console that appeals to me. I don't know. I and could, I, I, could tell I know. One. I, I could tell. Know. I was like, "What's your favorite game?" And as soon as you're like, like "We're the ones I like to do with other people. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, we're my friends and we have fun." <laughs> do you want to know? Okay, see if you can guess what is the best-selling console of all time. I'm going to well, say so- PlayStation Two. I, I'm going to go for Wii. I feel like I've read that somewhere. I can tell you that Dane is correct. Oh. PlayStation Two with. Uh, 155 Maybe. million console sold. Sony PlayStation 1, second with 102, then Nintendo Wii with 99, and then PlayStation, Xbox, NES, Super Nintendo. So it's interesting to see, because I would definitely say the Nintendo 64, which I've been thinking about a lot recently, um, but that only sold uh, 33 million um, They're too boxes. expensive. At the time, yeah, yeah. Have, have you done any VR VR games like the PlayStation? Oh, it's VR great! Thing? I fucking love it. Do you like it? it oh, it, I loved it. To make you nauseous, or? Um, the one where I stand up and I can shoot zombies for about twenty minutes before I give up. <laughs> and then you're like, loving I'm that. Be sick after that. Uh, I don't really feel sick. I just feel like a, this is too intense an do experience. Get, do you get vertigo from using it for too long? No, I don't. I don't. I'd like. I, some people do get like feeling yeah. like a bit sick from it. Um, no, luckily not, because I played this game for 27, 26 and a half hours. Um, but at the end of it the producer was like that's probably the most boring television I've ever made we literally have like sort of 27 hours of footage of you just sort of slumped in the corner you playing eat? this VR game yeah I did they sort of had to feed me oh yeah. gross <laughs> like uh, but you should have seen what there. I built I, I built some amazing amazing things in the, uh, in the VR Minecraft yeah, the VR. world could we see now and the, and the scale no <laughs> it's in a VR world. No, yeah. it's Dane, in a no, VR world. no. I, I know. Imagine I know we couldn't. It. I was just wanted to see if you had the pictures. <laughs> Sound, had sounds worth it. it. <laughs> but no, it's, I'm sure it's. I haven't played Minecraft the, though, but I heard it's good things. But we, we'd love to hear from our viewers on this because it's a subject that I think will cause you know get some opinion. Can, can I also explain why I Listeners, think PlayStation, PlayStation Two as well? Because mm. it came with four ports. Yep. And like I said, it's the whole uh, the um, the ergonomic joypad mm. plus. I think it might have been PlayStation 2 when they started going... Oh, was it 2 when they started being wireless, right? Yep. yep. So that was another thing. Because that means that no one could come might in Might not back. have been, but was, yeah. No one's coming in. I need to do hoovering. What's going on here? I just want to spend some time with you. I'm your wife. That kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your baby's crying. That's stupid. <laughs> and then... Uh, Metal Gear Solid was a big thing. Metal Gear Solid, number one. And then uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. And then uh, in, uh, Pro Evolution as well. Mm. So in terms of like socialising games, like some of the best games. On it. And then... Most importantly, on PlayStation Two, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that was the, that. that because that's when it, that's when it 3D. For that's the first what time. it will be. It will be considered infamous for. Like, think, yeah. you know, think about when we're much older. Yeah, these they will seem like distant ideas. These consoles, but that period of Grand Theft Auto, PlayStation just cleaned there will, there will up. Be distant ideas. What it will be is like because you can just play something of like a thirty, potentially of a thirty-two bit level, probably on like a on a phone now. But its value is so diminished. Whereas at the time, it was this incredibly desired. That's why the N sixty four to me, I think, it, it is the greatest console of all time for for that. How desirable it was. I know it was out of people's reach. It's the least ergonomic joypad. But it was incredibly, and it was four ports. <laughs> I love how that's your main, your main judgment. You got, I, I would, <laughs> I'm not all about comfort, Dave. I'm not all about comfort when I'm playing games. What? <laughs> there was four ports, right? Yeah. 
and, and, and the sociability of those games. So Mario Kart and Goldeneye and Pro Evo, which originally was called ISS, if you remember that. Yeah, of course. Was those three games were absolutely incredible. But Zelda as well. That was what I was about to say. The two most phenomenal role-playing games was Zelda and Mario 64. And Mario 64, I mean, when that came out, we you genuinely had people not believing what they were looking at because it felt so incredible to have gone from this little bloke who jumps up and down across mm. the screen to being able to control this person in this kind of whole and 360 And it's that sort of unlimited universe kind of... And it was the first time it had happened. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 and that combined with rinsing Mario Kart <laughs> and rinsing fucking Goldeneye and ISS means surely, surely, Dave, <laughs> that's the greatest console of all Too time. Too expensive. And there were a lot of advantages. The fact that it uses cartridges meant there was no loading time. Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, but you, I mean, I'm just saying, but like Diddy Kong versus like... Um, Diddy Kong was, was a role-playing game in a racing big, game. Big Little Planet was an amazing game on PlayStation with the, with the um, sack, kid and, sack, sack Boys and Bad Kids was amazing as well. Mm. Then Street Fighter. Also Final Fantasy mm. as an RPG. And Metal Gear Solid, tactical yeah. espionage action. But also... The other reason cause comfort because this is why the Nintendo <laughs> Wii. <laughs> so you keep saying ergonomics. I'm so explain. you keep saying well, it's about the ergonomic. Joy. I'm explain. Let's say for example you're at party, right? Mm. Yeah. Everyone's chilling. Hey guys, few games of PlayStation. <laughs> cool, sounds fun. Everyone kicks back. You're chilling. What about my RSI? Games. Yeah, but then <laughs> if you're playing like Nintendo Wii, you got to stand up. And do the punching or the baseball. That's the whole point of it. You can't have a go at it for that. If I wanted to do exercise, Georgie, I would not be on a computer console. Mm. I'd be outside exercising. It's combining the two. It doesn't work. An amalgamation of both worlds. And that doesn't work. (laughs) If we wanted to take care of dealing with both worlds, it should have come with an ashtray. (laughs) And a bottle opener. (laughs) Then... It would have worked. Basically, Nintendo Wii is that somebody went into like an attic and was like, can we take all of this stuff up here and just uh, make it stand for a computer game, please? <laughs> like, if you needed a Wii Fitboard, where were you when Step Aerobics was a thing? <laughs> okay, the Fitboard was probably a step step too far. Yeah. Right. And a, a swing pa- too and far. And a baseball, pad, baseball bat things. And a boxing. you got to send your kid out thinking they can box because they're good at Nintendo Wii. It's going to end in tears. Hmm. Sing Star? Guitar hero. Ex- you're making my point for me even more. Exactly. People, this is why we have can, problems with like X Factor. I can play guitar just on guitar hero. Yeah, and then people going out into the world being like, I can do this. <laughs> Sing really star can, as well. Yeah. And like, karaoke is fun at first, but then someone's like, who's next? But then you're like, can I just get drunk, please? <laughs> so... I, for me, it's an intent, uh, PlayStation 2. Fine, and I'll stick with the N64. And also because I... I and Georgie knows less about know. computer games than we thought, <laughs> but she uh, certainly uh, can contribute uh, in, well, in... She present, she's in a co- she works as... She has a co-presenter, Howard. Yeah. Just divide up duties. I just don't do games. What can I say? Who's, oh, you the, do Minecraft, though. Who, who does, do, do who Minecraft. does the games on Gadget Show? Who's, uh, we've got a lady called Jordan. Jordan okay. Erica Webber. Get her on. We're She'll gonna, be able gonna, to answer that question. We're going to message her. You're still working on the podcast. Gary, don't like it. If you don't like it. <laughs> no, we're just going to message her on Twitter, having had this conversation with you, and we'll see what she thinks. Could you also ask her to give me or a PlayStation? He? Can I have a PlayStation 4, please? 
Uh, yes and yes. No, it's a cheese. It's a cheese. There must be a leftover PlayStation 4, right? You know what? So this is the one thing that I thought being on the gadget show would give me. Mm-hmm. Free tech and, and, and stuff. Yeah. Right? Nothing comes my way. Like, oh. literally nothing what comes my way. I know, I promise you. It's like, so when I was just like a straight up tech journalist, I'd get loads of free shit. But no, no one wants to give it. And also there's sort of a chain of commandment now that the, that the tech goes down and it just never makes it to me. For scum. whatever reason. It's a human scum. Human scum. That's pr- and that's and when the robots take over, get yeah. my violin out. Yeah, yeah. Poor me. Don't you worry. As the Elon Musk of sex toys, once my research is finished, <laughs> toys for everybody. Thanks, man. Free toys all around. Toy, yeah, you can be my first. Around. If you want, a, if you want like a golden eye themed flashlight, I got you, Howard. Ooh. Oh, now it's now it's too. You're too good for it. I love my wife. <laughs> um. Nintendo sixty nine. How about that? <laughs> That'd be a good name. Dave, you got, you got right? the brand there already. We decided <laughs> <laughs> an ergonomic design. There you go. See, <laughs> somebody's on board. <laughs> Super Mario Six Down. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe that nobody ever said Nintendo 69 before. But well done, Dane. You <laughs> Nintendo 69. Yeah, yeah. It's when you. Uh, I guess mm. go down on your laptop. Go down and give your computer a blow because it's overheated. That's why it's called Nintendo 69. Time for Dane's question before Georgie if it, leaves. If, it, if it's anything to do with sex, toys, and AI, do I do I have to answer it? It's not to do with okay. that. So don't you don't you no. worry? No, you don't have to answer it sexually though. So um, the question is quite simple because I, I think you have it's a great job and uh, it's uh, always well, have to see people working in fields that they're very interested in. So I f- uh, hope we're not uh, too assumptive. In the fact that I feel Great like you uh, obviously are aware of a lot of technological advances happening right now and some elements of tomorrow's world, right? Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I guess you're also aware as a journalist of the way the world is right now. Mm. Uh, so, and some would argue not great. Yeah. So my question is, what invention, which is maybe even in a research and development stage or maybe just a conceptual stage, what invention do you think humanity needs right now? And it can either be one that's being developed now or you might have come up with yourself. Wow. But what gadget does the world what, need more than ever right now? What will help solve... I mean, that's a really large question. <laughs> Very <laughs> I've different. Got to, I've basically got to solve humanity's problems yep, with yep. the next gadget. That Welcome to question everything. Well, it might be easier if, it, if it's no, like... it would be easy. ...what you perceive to be humanity's worst problem right now. Yes. And what gadgets need to solve that? Well, problem? I mean, I think some of the, some of like the problems, I think, it is from technology. So mm-hmm. it's one of the, it's it's a, it's a catch twenty two situation. So, you know, I think people, everybody, sort of having a voice on social media and wanting to um, have an opinion, and then the echo chambers that creates online, and the way that people sort of get into these tribes and like can can sort of like fester there and 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 prop each other up with what they're thinking. But then with that, you also get the complete opposite end of that scale, which is, you know, people using that and using that voice and that connection and and things like social media to create amazing movements and to, like, actually really galvanise their voice and what they want to do. So I think, you know, everything has this this two-edged thing. I think AI, I know we spoke about it earlier, I think, like, if you were going to say as a tech trend, what what, what do I sort of see happening? I think AI will be amazing at, like, well, I mean, you look at, like, that... 
when it comes to something like medicine, you know, it will really be able to democratise information mm -hmm. and be able to open up to a lot more people from um, being able to sort of learn remotely or have access to particular mm. information. So I think that that will that will sort of help um, sort of balance out the injustices of the world in some way. And also once it's out, when it's sort of up there, then, you know, anybody can then start using, as, as you said, like the, the actual ability to make it go sort of more mainstream is a lot easier. So um, yeah, I think a I think AI would will really help help with something like that. Um, I think the 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 number one thing I'd like technology to solve is our um, inability to stop using it when we're clearly overusing it. Yeah, I like, completely agree. It's, that, it's it's so addictive, isn't it? I just brain fuzz. I watch it happen to my wife on a daily basis, where I'm like. I can see what's happening here. You are just stuck in some kind of warp. Mm. Like, or like kind of, how, I don't know how you find this in your life, Dave. I get a brain fuzz as well. And, I find, no, you know what it is? It's like, it's that point where if, you, if you're doing a bit of work and you've got a little bit stuck or you're a bit bored of doing something, like the first thing you do is just go on your phone and mm. aimlessly scroll for a bit. Also, if you're, anywhere you get, you're, if you're lonely anywhere, you can yes. always have some sense of connection because you're like, oh, what's happening with this uh, social network that I've built up, which I can always access. So you never have to go anywhere and be like, I am forced to endear myself or rapport build with strangers. Or So you're saying that's a good thing? Mm, depends no. because it might not, it might be a good thing because you can have a certain level of connection if you're far away from your family yep. but then it's your dependency that may result from that and also it gets used as a, as a, as a crutch as doesn't a, exactly, it so yeah, you're there so, you're like oh this is a bit awkward like yeah. I don't really want to make small talk to this person or it is just a bit awkward meeting people for the first time or you're sat mm. like at a restaurant and someone goes to the toilet and you're like first thing I can do is scroll and that is I, I just sorry I'm looking at your hands because uh, I make judgments on people's hands. Yes. And if they have rings, is that a ring in the right place? I'm married. Is yes. that what you're asking? Yeah, you're <laughs> yes, married. Because yeah, no, I often can't tell because I'm not facing, because you're facing the opposite I'll direction. I'll put my left out yeah, for yeah. you. That's so, my left. Yeah, yeah. So you're married. But my point <laughs> being... <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> Today years old. <laughs> but the fact that you're married, so you go out and maybe have a bit of Nando's. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making you... Vegetarian. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You go to um, a vegetarian restaurant. Uh, that Howard can't even name one. Yeah, yeah. No. You go to Wagga Mama. <laughs> you go to Wagga Mama and have a veggie option. So you go to McDonald's, you get the chips <laughs> and some carrot sticks. <laughs> Salad. Probably. Coke, is that all right? Diet Coke. <laughs> you still have that? Yeah, you, you have, have that. that yeah. You still have that, can't you? flurry. Yeah. <laughs> Without the milk, chocolate or something, I don't know. But anyway, you go to your your vegetarian meal and, you, and your husband goes to the toilet mm. and in that time that he goes you will look at your phone you see, right? you see I'm getting more disciplined about that so I'm starting to be more proactive mm. with saying just really don't have it and like try not have it on my desk when I'm working yeah. and yeah but you're right it's really hard the thing is, is that they're, they're, designed, it off. they're designed to, to be addictive you know they mm. have all the elements of um, you know you get you basically get more of a dopamine hit if sometimes when you get a notification it's a reward i.e. it's mm. a good notification and Dave some, likes this and sometimes, exactly, sometimes it, it's, it's meaningless, but then it, it, there being an element of whether it actually is going to be like something good to look at makes you really hungry to always be looking at it. Yeah. I, I, I thought about this. So that, with that being said, mm. sorry to interrupt, uh, maybe is there some way of being able to moderate that? Yeah, you know, I mean, there are apps. So you, like already, like iOS and Android have have you know screen time features, but, but you, you can just over, override got, them. Obviously, really quickly, it's like, don't you? like I had an app and it was like, "You've had enough, have I?" 
<laughs> like, don't tell me what to do. Exactly what someone says. Yeah, I, I mean, again, that's drinks. an interesting thing about like technology telling you, you know, how you should spend your time, or like, you know, um, with the Apple Watch, it taps you if if you've been sat still mm. for too long. Like, do people actually like that? How do you how do you sort of implement tech so it can? I think if you need your watch to tell you that you need to walk, then this is bigger than you and your watch. Yeah. The problem is if you, if you need your watch to tell you that that you should probably walk more, like. But if I genuinely had like something that like a, a tiny wearable that would s- sit in my body somehow and it would give me an accurate breakdown of everything that I'm eating and how my body's sort of processing that, I, I think I would find that data mm. useful. You know, I would be able to probably draw more correlations between how, what you feel like if you eat that food mm. and like how much energy you get from that yeah, food. Nutritional and information would be it's useful. nutritional information, but you know, to a level that you would just not be able to get if you were. Yeah, it's, I mean, but would that like, make you exercise more? Sounds like you, you want to merge with your phone, Georgie. So uh, yes, I do. I'll, <laughs> it's, I'll it's become like, some sign. Husband's like, it's me on the phone, darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, but, we we will, but you know, like there yeah, is no point. two way it's about that. I, I think, think we so, will I, merge with can that. Can I tell you my invention? That I think mm. once this happens, humanity will be revolutionised. Mm. Is three D printers that can use stem cell cartridges? <laughs> well, they can. They can like print ears out already. Wow. If I printed an ear onto a mouse, it's I very, love, it's very I love that. So I love weird. that. I've, so I just told weird. you that we can create body parts from scratch, and you went for ears. We're really. <laughs> well, no, like, I wasn't me. I didn't. I know. Do. I know. That's I okay. Mean, that's wasn't what I, the that's first thing that I printed. Dicks. Actually, dicks. Can you remember? Dicks. Can you? Can you remember? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. How you can solve loads of problems. Print the print out the lungs. Print out the hearts. No, print out Georgie, big pair look, of balls. You know the internet. I know the internet. Yeah. You go on that internet. What's the first thing that I? You on your emails? You want a big dick? Anyone want some dicks? <laughs> no, I think maybe my my algorithm doesn't give me the uh, big dick. Email I'm just talking so on Howard's, <laughs> Howard's behalf. So honestly, if you look at my junk mail, it's you, incredible. It's I talk really? about it all the time. It's all dick, it's all day. Incredible. Like, I genuinely, I don't, think I, don't, I don't think I've ever received a big dick. I sent you my email. hot selfies. Says this one uh, here. Apart from. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me dick. Oh God, what am I saying? Of course Stopping he does. Now. Like a I'm good husband now. would. You. Wow, we really set so the tone for this. Don't tone you be ashamed of being in your love. That's the sweetest thing I've heard. I want my wife to be like that. I only get big old dick pics from my husband, and I love him. I've never Aww. sent any uh, picture of my genitals to anyone. Really? Nope. Not even. Yeah, the not me either. Maybe. That's why I said it like that. No, I just don't. I mean. I don't want to see that picture. I don't know why anyone else would want to see that picture. <laughs> Sometimes it's bigger, like, than, it's bigger than yourself, Howard. I just can't think. <laughs> I can't think of anything. And lighting is a you know. I mean, how do you get a light? So then it's not about not. You don't want to do it. Is that you have not found the right settings to do it in? I've got a personality. There probably, probably is some like sort of gadget online that yeah, helps like, you get like, the perfect like me, angle. Like, I don't want to bungee jump until I know the technology is sure. perfect enough for me to bounce back. Howard's the same. He just needs the right. No, 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 no. It's not that. Yeah? It's not that. It's it's more to do with a personality uh, assessment and how out of place a uh, sending someone. It would it would have to be done in a joking way for me to send anyone a picture of my penis, and therefore that would what would it be the point then? Because it's just like, oh, here's a joke. It's my penis. It's so like, funny because <laughs> normally when I send them the captions, this ain't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, listeners. That is not true. That's not true. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no! Could you imagine? This is the end of this fucking this show. Is, this this is recorded. This is potentially the end of the show. It was really successful. Well, thanks for being on the last episode, Georgie. <laughs> oh, no. but, uh, but I... <laughs> 
But do you know it's a good point, Howard? You know because you like so your junk mail's filled with these kind of things. Uh, maybe yeah, like, I'm not so even you're looking at porn. No, but you know, just, but you know, just so you know, I'm not even looking at porn. No, but when you open a, a an email account and it asks you about your gender, yeah, that surely must that, that surely must dictate it. Is that, yeah, someone I just know. goes, got another man. <laughs> ding ding ding. So yeah, but I uh, oh. but. Uh, I mean, that's it drives it. me mad. I'm always trying to. Occasionally, you get stuff in your junk mail that you actually need, right? And I, I kind yes. of yes. But don't you find you're addicted just looking at the junk mail you every have so to, often? Don't because you? again, just it's, in it's, case. The do- it's the dopamine hit. You think every so often mm. there is a little treat. I check it once a day just to make yeah. sure that nothing's got past me. I mean, that's. I mean, this is how you know. This is how scammers are like. Hey, uh, um, my uncle died in Azerbaijan. He left 14 million, and I'm gonna give it to you. People were like, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Put Ridiculous. my details in. But then. <laughs> But yeah, I, for me, it's just, yeah, I think once you're able to combine, like I said, they're already printing like ears and stuff. I think once more complex vital organs can be printed from scratch with the use of like stem cells, mm. then I think we'll see massive uh, revolutions and change to like uh, human beings. Mm. And maybe a divergent in the same way that like, you know, Neanderthals kind of died out with Homo sapiens continuing. Like We'll have maybe, like some 3D printed mega or, or some kind of, yeah, enhanced or metahuman whereby it's either, you know, someone when we ratify or perfect like, technology of like cloning or you know people like use ideas so you know someone could be it's basically making human beings from scratch mm. so there may be that diversion at some point you know because like in Blade Runner they were like replicating animals and cloning animals but natural animals were like worth a lot more money mm. 3D printing those one of those things that it's not as exciting as it sounds so because you've got to put all the materials into it you know when they say oh 3D printed food you literally have to like have a filament of that very particular food and put it into the printer and then it just sort of prints it out again because hmm. you imagine you if someone was like ha ha oh have we we ran out of dick cartridges again. How does this happen today? I don't know. How this I don't know. I don't know. It's but not. But could you imagine if they not were because like, of us, Dane? Just so you know. But what if someone does run out of like penis tissue halfway yeah, yeah. through the print? And you're like, ah. Oh. So we said eleven inches. <laughs> but here at Dick Tech, sometimes we make mistakes. I really don't know how we got here. Yeah. Thread. Dick Tech. Dick Tech. Right. It's a new company. It's my company. It's a new company from Dane Baptiste. Good luck. Good luck with the enterprise. Yeah, you just call me Elon Musk. You know what I mean? <laughs> long. I'm really sorry. This is, you didn't deserve this at all. It's not normally like this, Georgie. It really that's isn't. That's what makes this show so special. You know what? I did actually just look over your hoodie then, and because your mic's slightly, slightly covering <laughs> it, I thought it said "Love my penis." I was like, "Oh my gosh, this really is." Good. It doesn't <laughs> say next. "Love my penis." It says "Love my peeps." Although, I mean, I peeps. love my penis. I'm not in love with my penis, but <laughs> I do love my penis. But from a body positive uh, perspective and standpoint, rather than a carnal one, it's just a part of me, right? It's just a part of you. You know. It, as like my heart is or my eyes you know or my brain unless uh, it's been 3D printed and then it's not so much for part of you unless it's mm. taken from samples cells from my own body you know what that, and it was, well, I was over at Facebook headquarters in San Francisco oh, here, yes. we go. here we go here another little we just the pool in the walls and I was like <laughs> we should go to Facebook <laughs> <laughs> exactly and they have they have like literally a building where they're working on some like crazy stuff and I wasn't allowed in it but I was like oh you know what are you currently working on at the moment I'm currently working on a wearable that allows you to um, that, that, that will ultimately allow you to type with your brain, <laughs> which means that they will be able to read your thoughts. So it's yeah. they say you've got to send it to the speech part of your brain, mm. but if they are literally working on something at the moment that allows you to I mean, that, that will allow you to do that. So that and, and then then and if you will we be able to control when we type, or will it just blur out? Uh, yeah, see, well, see I little, think yeah, that? you're right. I think I think as I said, they were saying like you got to form it like you were going to be forming a sentence, and mm. then it can pick up on that. I'm well, yeah. I don't know how but that works because that's scary. Isn't it's it? scary. Well, social media in itself is already like 
tells people. Remember, whenever you're on social media, that's always the leading question. What's on your mind? What mm-hmm. are you thinking? And normally, if uh, if I as a stranger sat next to you on the bus and was like, "What are you thinking?" You'd be like, <laughs> "I'm scared, and I'm going to put my hands up." But you give it over to a machine without questioning it, yeah. and then you know it's almost like a laxative. Mm-hmm. You know, in that like. You, 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 people will say stuff and stuff slips out where you're like mm, that's quite embarrassing and normally that wouldn't happen but yeah. social media and, and it's when it, it, when it's when you give those sort of nuggets of information about yourself and then it can they can like they or the algorithms can build up a picture of you which can then know exactly what kind of advert will trigger a certain response or exactly what kind of product would would sort of sit well with you on a mm. certain day and it is that when you combine it with you know billions of people that it starts to get like a super powerful tool it's mm. really quite dangerous as well so yeah well, the other thing can I just quickly mm. say about Facebook headquarters they have basically like a really high good street. canteen <laughs> yeah. well, no I'm not they do yes, have a, they they have a really good yeah. canteen they have like a, a high street that basically runs through the middle because there's like 10,000 people on this campus and it's like amazing like really beautifully done and you can there's loads of shops and restaurants and like the cheese shop and the ice cream shop I mean you can just go into any place and take whatever you want it's all for free wow but off the back of it um, Facebook employees were going out into the like the normal world and kept shoplifting so they don't have to have it as part of their training program to like remind people that actually um, you'll get used to just walking out of a shop the whole time but I love the idea of people being like sir sir (laughs) yes exactly I'm on Facebook (laughs) grab me some bottles of champagne I'm on Facebook (laughs) I I think that's scary because like a lot of the big tech companies have these like compounds where it's like if you want to eat we have an amazing canteen with a number of chefs and then like surrounding businesses so then it's like I want to go home now. Why didn't you go home? I know. So no, I want nice. to see your kids. Kids? <laughs> a cre- we have a crash. Just look at them on, mm. on Facebook. Yeah, I'll just talk about Facebook. Take them out for some crepes. We have a crash. Oh, I need to feed my baby. I don't feed baby anyone in these shops. I want to go home. No. I need to go home. This is your home now. <laughs> Home's right here. I, I, I'm scared. Facebook is watching. What's on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me. I promise I'll like it. That's a horrible voice for, for all social good. media. It's really convincing. Like, I think that's me. good that you've, you've found this. You know, there's the Lexus voice of the world. You found Facebook's voice. <laughs> a sexer. And uh, Willie. Well, it's been quite the episode, Dane. I'm sorry. I don't think you pushed it too far. I, I, you can't. You know. I, I just think that, you know, a big part of technology is people having avenues to, to in sure. their carnal desires. Look, but you, you started te- your own. Actually, sex you know te- what? You know what? The porn, the porn industry has always like really furthered technology. Mm. Always been the point. Yeah, wherever, wherever the porn industry chooses, yep. it's normally you which know, way yeah. technology you, goes. <laughs> so that's what I was trying to say, Georgie. Thank you very much. Yeah. See, Howard. Yeah, but it's not every episode that you start a sex tech company, Dane. So you know, I didn't is... start the sex tech company today. Like, yeah, you know, I know. I've got, you've you've Nintendo sixty nine. There was a holy PlayStation. There, there was I mean, PlayStation kind of, you know, <laughs> PlayStation masturbation. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Georgie. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, you know, I'm apologising, Dave. It's been, it's been good. It's been fun. It's been fun. We've had a great um, laugh. I've had a great. I've laughed a lot. Good. That, that I can Listen, tell you. For I mean, sure. it's not always the case. We're talking, Sometimes it's really serious. <laughs> Listen, we're talking to a journalist who's been there, gra- boots on the ground mm. at the Las Vegas porn awards yeah what? So, what that's what i'll tell people anyway. yeah no that's what that's what we take away from this because at first i'll be like her favorite and it is a uh, kirk and i'll go i'll go when she was at the porn awards huh? <laughs> yeah. 
so for those people who don't frequent the porn awards like yourself, Georgie, when can uh, my listeners uh, find out more about your stuff and your work and your writings and the like? And mm, where can they find you? Where can they find where you? Where can they find me? I live in this online space. It's called Instagram and Twitter. Mm. Yeah, at Georgie Barrett. And uh, the Gadget Shows, the new series starts up in March. Cool. And if, and if we want to get like the previous episodes are they online, available? they're online. Yeah, they're on the Channel Five player. And just to point out, anyone who's going to bother to 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 find Georgie, which they should, uh, it's one T, I think. Yes, it's a bar and a rat. Put them together. One T Barrett. So that's a bit <laughs> awkward. I mean, that's all right when it comes together. Yeah, it kind of confused me a couple of times. It could also, also be I let one it go. T Barrett. I've let it go. That's okay. I mean, sometimes when things go together, it's terrible. Like for example. Liquor and rice makes licorice disgusting. Katie and Hopkins, right? Uh, rice, nice. Yes. Cake, also nice. Rice cakes, me. <laughs> Fact. Thanks for coming, Georgie. It's been a, it's been a treat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste questions everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DaneBapTweets or Instagram at DaneSnapTeast. Our guest was Georgie Barrett. You can follow Georgie on Twitter and Instagram at Georgie Barrett. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Howard Cohen. The show is mixed and mastered by Decode. You can follow D on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialDecode. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DBQE Podcast. Thanks to Polly, Gelly and the Acast team for all their support. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.